Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. I'm Adil, and I'm here alongside my co-host, And. We are here to help you discover your version of peace, one calm talk at a time. On today's topic, we're going to go over how you can stay on track by having victory over your vices. Now first, this is a pretty broad topic, so we're going to break down what it means to have a vice, what some examples of vices are, then we'll also break down why it's important for you to overcome these vices. As always, Ant and I will also share our own experiences and exposure to different vices that we've gone through growing up in our childhood so that you can stay on track and have victory over your vices. So Ant, I'll start with you. A vice can be many, many different things. What does that mean to be victorious over your vice? Well, I think first need to think about what a vice actually is. And when I think of the word vice, what I really think about is something that has the ability to control you rather than you controlling it. But specifically, for me, when I think about a vice, it's something that actually, not only does it overtake me or can have control over me, it has a calling to, to me. It's something that it, it does it, but it's a hindrance to my actual path, to my journey, to my goals, to what I'm trying to achieve, to my overall purpose. So I think when I think about vices, a lot of people might associate things like gambling or drinking or drugs to be a vice because people can be overtaken by them. You know, somebody may have a really, really, really strong desire to get drunk, right? And that for me is a vice because it has the ability to control them to an extent. And other common examples of vices that we see in today's world are things like binging on Netflix or binging on TV binging on fast food, people, you know, swiping to dating apps constantly. These are all things that have the ability to overtake you, overtake your daily life. And effectively, they are a hindrance to your everyday life if they're getting in the way of things you're trying to achieve. I'll ask the same question back to you. I think that it's definitely a hindrance to what your goals are. I look at a vice as almost a chink in your armor, a weakness of sorts, one that needs to be overcome. But it's really something that compels you. It, it could definitely become a compulsion of yours where you will engage in that activity without even um, having any control over yourself. When you find yourself in that position where you are engaging in an activity, whether that's drinking, gambling, anything like you listed right there as an example, those are all very common vices that we can have on a daily basis. And some of them can also creep in, in 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 our lives without us knowing it. That's kind of the problem with the vice is that it's masked under maybe our regular day-to-day life, but it is something that has a much more deeper impact than us. Unfortunately, we don't always realize what damage it's doing. And I think when we talk about being victorious over vices, what you really mean is that you have the ability to identify them and then you can actually mitigate them or you can control for them. So they don't control you. I think a life of calm requires you to have control over your life, over your vices. So I think that that's why it becomes really imperative to have an understanding on identifying what those vices are, to your point, and then also having the self-awareness to manage them as well. And Ultimately, that's why it's important. Because if you're on your life's journey, you know what your purpose is, you don't want anything to potentially distract you from that and advice is something that can easily do it because it has that ability to overtake you to control you to be a calling to you 
Absolutely. I think when we try to drill deeper into why this is important, what will happen is if you don't overcome your vices, you run the risk of never maximizing your potential. And to me, there's no greater tragedy in life than wasted potential. For you to reach whatever your goals are, to identify what that journey would look like, your vices will always be pulling you back and you will find yourself in a tug of war. And that's why it becomes extremely important for you to overcome your vices. The problem is that even if you achieve your goals, eventually they will pull you back farther away. I just want to say here that there's no real shame in having a vice. It's just an opportunity for you to grow into somebody that you want to be. That's beautifully said. Uh, I think it's human to have different vices, different experiences of ourselves where we are going to be hindered by many of these activities, but it's about how we manage them. So I think that's beautifully said. I do want to kind of drill deeper into that as well. You mentioned that it's normal to have vices. Have there been any vices that have impacted your life? I think at this point, a lot of people know sort of the background of you know, how I grew up and things like that. And for me, I've, I think I was actually surrounded by a lot of vices. Where I grew up, there were people that had a lot of, how do I say it? I think there were people around me that were succumbing to their vices. So when I think about my relationship with vices, I was very easily able to identify what vices are just by growing up around people that had them. You know, for me in my area, there were people that had issues with anger, clearly, which is why a lot of people were getting involved with crime, gun crime, knife crime, things like that. They obviously had something whereby they were being overtaken by this need to lash out physically, violently, which would result in deaths and murders and things like that. I mean, obviously, I don't know these people personally, but there clearly is something overtaking them to perform or do something that is I think what most people would consider not okay and equally other things like gambling and drugs my area there was obviously drug dealers people taking drugs you know in the park or even people dealing drugs at school things like that I've seen people and the consequences of of drugs in the area just generally speaking and again this is why I personally don't do things like that because I've seen the consequences they can have on people's lives and drinking too see people in the area in the morning getting drunk being drunk and again i can see or identify that from quite young that that person is probably overcome by a vice of some sort so i was able to identify that and say very consciously that's not something i want to engage with so my relationship with vices is more one of observance but i think i've been able in a very bittersweet way identify it and therefore selectively choose to not do that as I grew up. As an individual, as a, well as a part of a community, I should say, most people are a product of their environment, of their experiences. You found yourself in an environment which was quite tricky and had all these different activities, these vices that are happening all around you. Did you ever feel tempted to engage in them? In all honesty, no. How do I say this? I think I was blessed to have a good family. You know, we went, okay, we weren't in the best area, but my mum is an absolute superstar. She just lived her life in a way that didn't have any vices in it. She didn't drink or anything like that, right? And we just go home and you shut your door. And you obviously do it for safety reasons, right? But you um, you kind of switch off or switch away, I should say, from things like that. We don't indulge in anything like that in my, in my family. 
We just believe in looking after the family, working hard, and just being good people. We consider to be good people. So I was never tempted. And even my social circle and people I hang around with, we were never tempted by that stuff. We just stayed true to our purpose, which at the time, very young, was getting out of the situation we were in. And that's obviously transpired today to be, you know, the same sort of hardworking and really ambitious people. But again, just not really indulging in anything like that. I know that you're someone who's extremely goal-oriented as well. And I think from a young age, you had a vision of where you wanted to take your life, where you wanted to take your family. I know. And having that clarity in that vision, in that goal, it was imperative. It was essential for you to overcome those vices or not even overcome them, refrain from engaging with them at all. I think that's also a fantastic point to kind of come together into why it's important and how that was crucial in you staying on track. What about you? Like, let's let's pivot and let me ask you, what's your relationship with vices been like? I think over the years, that is definitely ebbed and flowed. I think the one vice that I can really think about, which is consume my life, is uh, seeking social validation. I think that's something that was there from a very long time, actually, in my childhood. Um, I grew up in Pakistan, and, and unfortunately, in Pakistani culture and South Asian culture in general, I think it's quite common for there be there to be a need for social validation. I remember from a young age being told to become doctors, lawyers, accountants, and a big part of that is, of course, the financial security. But even a bigger reason, which is really promoted, is well, so that we can brag to our neighbors, to our family members, to our cousins, etc. So getting those bragging rights over your college degree, over your education is a paramount part of our life in in Pakistan. I think where it really became a problem for me was the invention of social media. Just started realizing that I'm going out and I'm posting all these stories, these posts. It was actually very exciting for me to see those likes and comments come in. And I don't remember actually the when it started or when it got really bad, I should say, instead. But I do remember that I was at one concert and I was just enjoying the concert through my screen. I was recording basically song after song. I was that annoying guy who posts on Instagram stories of the concert and stuff. And it it started actually hitting me that enjoying the moment itself, the concert itself is not enough for me. It's actually also necessary for me to post that. And that's where it shed light on my own psyche that this is a vice of mine that I am posting. Because truly, if I'm if I'm really happy having a good time, there's no one in the world that I need to share it with, and, uh, except for the people that I'm actually there with. But the the need to share that out is what started consuming me. And to be honest with you, um, I think it was about two years ago that I completely deleted social media, all forms of it. Deleted Instagram. I was off it for like a year and a half. And it was extremely cathartic. It was something that I felt that I needed to get rid of. I felt like it was a waste of time as well. It wasn't just the social validation part. I also think that it was a bit of waste of time scrolling on Instagram. I think everyone's been there. Just going, you scroll, scroll, scroll. You're looking at people's lives you don't even know. Some of them you don't even care about. And you're asking yourself, (laughs) why am I even doing this? And a lot of times, like, I think we know, we recognize that this is not a conducive use of our time, but yet we continue doing it. I think that's exactly the definition of advice, really. Well, how are we defining it anyways? It's something that is overcoming you, but also that is not conducive to the goals you set for yourself. It sounds like you 
clearly identified that you were wasting time effectively. And I guess what that really means is that you weren't doing anything in line with what you were trying to achieve. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was a massive hindrance to me and my, what my potential is. And actually, the time that I had off from Instagram was probably the, the most self-reflective and introspective time of, of my life because I was actually able to avoid all the noise and clutter that we're surrounded by and actually just focus on myself. It was a big part of me for me to realize actually that this is a habit of mine that are or rather I should say a vice of mine that I had developed over the years of my childhood. But as an adult with social media, it has become, it has evolved with the times. And and I had, it's something that I definitely had to overcome. How did you actually overcome that? That's a fantastic question. For me personally, it was actually a lot of journaling. When I started actually taking note of how I'm spending time in my day and realizing that if I'm spending like an hour just on Instagram, that gave me a hint of how much time I'm putting into the opinions of others. Once I recognized that this is happening through my journaling, through actually reflecting and meditation, that's where the next step was actually deleting it. Now, I'll be honest, it was actually extremely difficult. I deleted Instagram probably about two years ago and I was off it for a year and a half, as I mentioned, but that wasn't the first time I deleted it. I had deleted probably five times at least more during that year. Because I would take the app off, then I would re-download it. Then I would take the app off, I would temporarily disable it, then I would get back on. So it was kind of a bad relationship where you keep breaking up and getting back together. And just like you, those relationships that are on and off, those are pretty detrimental to you. So it was uh, social media for me. I feel like this is really something that a lot of people struggle with now. I think a lot of people in today's world have this vice of requiring or feeding off of social validation. And I think what's really interesting here is that you identified it for yourself and you found ways to manage it. Okay, maybe it was a, you know, back and forth kind of process, but you eventually got out of it. I think the best way of saying it is that you're not really defined by your vices, but by your ability to manage them despite the urge. Absolutely. I think that's spot on. The truth is that you do have to kind of reflect on yourself. You have to figure out, like you said, identify what that vice is and then go forward from there. And I'm sure that somebody sitting at home can relate to this is you're out at a dinner and your partner or your friend is, is going to actually preemptively stop you from taking the first bite of the food because they're like, let me take a picture of it first and post that on. In my opinion, there's absolutely no reason to take a picture of your food. Uh, I can certainly understand taking pictures of moments, but taking a picture of, of food and restaurants, of course, we've, we've all been there with, with those friends. I've done it myself. I'm not speaking from a high horse over here. And to be honest with you, it's still something that I struggle with. I wouldn't even say that I've overcome it because frankly, um, I rejoined Instagram about, I think, six months ago. Coincidentally, it was most importantly for this podcast because I wanted to kind of get on social media again and build out the page for that. But it's something that I have to be aware of. And the truth is that without self-awareness, you will lose everything that you love. Yeah, I agree. I think without having self-awareness, especially over the ability to control your vices or at least mitigate or manage them, you definitely run the risk of losing things that are really dear to you. I remember going to concerts or, you know, going out, you know, and I see people filming themselves 
And I actually think to myself, like you're living your life through a screen rather than living it through the eyes that you were blessed with. And I just, I never understood that. And me personally, not shaming anyone that does it, of course, do whatever makes you happy. But for me, I'd rather live life with the experiences and the feelings I'm feeling than through what I'm trying to show other people that I'm seeing or feeling. You know, it's so true. You know, the funny part that when you're at a concert, you're posting all these happy moments, you're smiling on the outside, but deep down internally, there's grief, there's a dark cloud, which you're actually masking right underneath. It's a problem that's existed, frankly, for generations, right? This is not a new problem that we're dealing with. Temptation is going to exist. It's normal. We all feel tempted. I know that I have certainly given into my temptation in the past and probably I will again as well. Awareness is what's key. How can a listener actually overcome these temptations and not engage in these vices? I think the first step really is identification. I spoke about identification because I had examples in front of me of things I didn't want to be like or things I didn't want to resonate with, things I didn't want to do. But if you are someone that hasn't had that experience, perhaps you need to just take a look at yourself, look at the person in the mirror and ask yourself if you're doing anything that you think is not congruent to the goals you're trying to achieve or the life that you're trying to build. The life that we want to build the life that we advocate building is one of calm. So I would ask, or for anyone listening that wants to build their own life of calm, I would say, look at yourself and your behaviors and what you're doing. Is that congruent with building that life of calm for yourself? You know, are you scrolling on Instagram? Are you going out clubbing? Are you dating numerous people at the same time? Whatever it might be, right? Um, and is that really in line with the values that you want to live by? day to day and if not maybe that's when you sit down and say i've identified that i have some sort of vice here i have some sort of thing that has the ability to overtake my own desire for my own purpose i think the first thing really is do an identification exercise a self-audit if you will and then thereafter once you have identified them then you need to start putting the mechanisms in place to change that behavior so if it's social media you can actually just wean yourself off of it. If it's maybe that you are addicted to maybe dating or something like that, which actually is very common as well, maybe just stop looking for that validation from somebody else and instead look for that happiness within. You know, and if it's gambling as well, that might just mean you need to put some, you know, bar yourself from some places or things like that. My point is not to be specific here, but to instead say, enacting behaviours that will mitigate you succumbing to them vices in the future. The first step is always, as we know, acknowledging that there is a problem and then working from there. When I started evaluating my own life and trying to break that down, doing that audit, like you mentioned, I asked myself, if I had kids and they acted the way I act, would I be happy with that? And once I started actually using that as a, proxy for how I should be leading my life and how I should be making the decision in my life, I started actually taking more control of it. First, once you've done identifying them, ask yourself, if you had children, if you don't have, if you, if you already have children, fantastic, but if you don't have children, just imagine for a moment that would you want your children to learn those activities from you? 
because I'll, I'll even share my own example. My my father, who's passed away, um, rest in peace. He used to be a very. You know what? This actually reminds me of a story which I want to share. This was not too long ago, maybe three weeks ago, where um, I had actually just taken an Uber and. When I got into the Uber, I actually had noticed on the app that the guy had a Muslim name. So I actually asked the driver a question. So he told me he's Egyptian. And I was like, oh, you know, Mo Salah, <laughs> the player from Liverpool. And, you know, immediately we headed off. He's like, yeah, of course, he's, you know, the, the Egyptian king and all that. So I headed off with him. So I was talking to him about a couple of different things and and shared his story about how he goes to the casino and how that's consuming him and kind of taking away from even the time that he spends with his family. It's actually quite interesting because he was asking me all these questions about what I think about gambling and and all of that. He was sharing his own story about how he's buying a lottery ticket and gambling and all that. And I asked him about why he's actually pursuing this path. He's like, well, he wants to make money fast. And I told, and I asked him if he ever made friends fast. And he's like, yes. I'm like, how, how fast do they go? He's like, just as fast. I'm like, that's the thing. Fast money will go just as fast as it comes into your life. And he's like, damn, that's, that's true. And he asked me, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? And I genuinely asked him if he, if he had children. He's like, yeah, he has a daughter. He has a son. And I was like, if they gambled, if they went to the casino tomorrow, how would you feel? And he said, I would never allow that. And I asked him, well, why are you setting the wrong example for them? Because they're learning from you. And he sat there and he said, that's true. It's I have to set the example for my own kids. The reason I'm sharing this is because having vices is normal. I think that it's these are temptations. They exist. That's the reality of the world that we live in. Probably today, these temptations are easier to find than it was ever before that doesn't make us a bad person we're not terrible human beings we're just being consumed by tempting habits and we would never want the same for our kids and that's the reason where i want to bring this back to about thinking about your own children if you have them if you don't imagine a world that you did and it's definitely something that could guide you in not only identifying a problem but also finding the motivation to fix it. Really, when we think about it, right, at the core of that thinking, in my opinion, is that you want, you love your children or you love, you know, you, you will love your children that you have. And I think if you're basing this analogy on that, I think when you think about your vices, at the heart of it might actually be a question of how much you love yourself. So I think when you understand and identify you have a vice yes you can put barriers in place to mitigate that you can do things to to mitigate that but the underlying thing i think really is a question to yourself a true introspective question how much do you really love yourself do you love yourself enough to put them barriers in place and enforce them ultimately victory over your vices means to love yourself so much that you don't need to indulge in them to live a balanced life, you certainly have to um, overcome these challenges, these vices. And it's going to be a long process. It's gonna, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take steps. And you need to be able to take those steps yourself 
I shared my own example about actually going through uh, the deletion of social media where it was on and off literally for probably a year until I finally actually deleted it good and proper. But it, it what came out of that as a result was me overcoming that need for social validation. The freedom I felt the next time I was out at dinner and at concerts where I didn't need to record anything. It was, I'm there for me, my friends, my family, myself, the memories that I'm making. And it just brought so much more presence to me. And that's just an example of of how your your vices are something that you need to overcome. Because truthfully, if you don't conquer your vices, they will conquer you. So we've covered a lot today. We first started by explaining what a vice is, and we gave a few examples of what that could look like. And also then went on to describe why that's important. Effectively, you want to be able to identify and control for your vices because they could dissuade you from your life journey or from your life purpose we've also explained the relationship that you can have with vices you can either observe them from a third person perspective or you yourself might have a relationship with them that you want to learn to manage and mitigate one of the ways to do that is firstly by looking at yourself and another way could be to simply ask yourself would you be happy would you be proud would you be okay if your children or your future children was to behave in a way that was succumbing to these vices. And ultimately, through the process of identification and mitigation, you can be victorious over your vices and live your own life of calm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm.